This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Alchemize Life podcast. Ava here. I am sure you can hear in my voice that I'm a little low energy, not the most vibrant, bubbly version of myself. And unfortunately, that is because my penny girl, my dog of 11 years, passed away yesterday, which has been really weird and hard and heartbreaking. Grief is a really funny, silly, awkward thing where one minute you feel okay and the next you're hysterically crying in Chase Bank because you forgot your wallet and needed to get money out for your cleaning crew and all you have is your Costco card. Very, very specific example that happened to me this morning. (laughs) And I just got off of the call with my Mindful Masters membership. I don't know if I've shared anything about it on the podcast yet, so I will in another episode, and I'll link it in the show notes as well too. But I just got off of a call with the Mindful Masters membership, which is my low-ticket, once-a-month breathwork journey and conversation, themed conversation for leaders and individuals that are facilitators, coaches, teachers, space holders. And I feel really good because I was with people in my community and I just feel so grateful for the business that I've built and how I've built it because I truly love every single one of my clients and my students and the teachers that have gone through the Academy of Breath. And I feel like I'm able to safely show up as I am and not feel like I have to put on a smile or be perfect or put my walls up and I think that it's just led to having really beautiful connections and as much as I support my people also feeling their support whether it's vocal or not sometimes it's just energetic of knowing that we're here together and that feels so good so Not the intro that I thought I was going to record. I actually had this on my calendar to record last week, and I have just been dealing with Penny's health stuff since I got home from Mexico, where I led the advanced practitioner retreat for a week. And the moment that I got home, I could tell that something wasn't right. And I'm not going to get into the whole past 10 days of being with her and seeing her health deteriorate, but... What I will say is that she lived fucking full out. My girl lived full out and I feel like she knew that she didn't want to be on this planet suffering and not fully there. And so she lived life fully until the very last moment and that last week was when she was ready to leave and I'm so happy that I got to spend time with her. I'm so happy that 
she is now in a better place and in my heart and just everywhere I made a folder of all my penny photos and there's 3,200 photos on my phone of a straight penny and it made me smile and it made me laugh and made me cry and I just yeah I feel very 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 tender but also I think the biggest lesson that Penny and gift that Penny has taught me through this all is that we literally have no idea when things will end when new things will begin time and life is so freaking precious and I don't want to let a moment go by not being all that I know I can be, going after the things that I want to do, trying new things, being present with my people, having the time of my life. Like, she really gave me that gift. And I know that we know that because we see it and we talk about it and it's beaten over our heads to be present and to enjoy every moment of life. And we don't know how much time we have left together, but when you are confronted with death, you experience it in a very real way and my promise to my penny girl is that I will never forget that and that this gets to be a moment moving forward where I play full out just like penny did and hopefully this is also just an invitation and a reminder for you to fucking go for it to stop playing small to stop resisting to stop seeing yourself as less than to stop letting the excuses or the fears or the self-doubt win and to just let yourself fucking have the time of your life and be everything that you desire to be. It's so exciting. I messaged my girlfriend this morning before I had my meltdown in Chase Bank and I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to do an event. I've been wanting to do something big and I've had excuses and fears come up of like, well, what if I don't sell enough tickets or what if it's a big investment and it fails and blah, 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 blah. And I just had that moment this morning where I was like, playful out. So what if you fail? So what if you don't sell as many tickets? So fucking what? Like go do the thing that sets your soul on fire because you're going to regret it if you don't. And so I think a lot of you listening to this right now need to hear that. Go do the thing. Say yes to yourself. All of these fears, these doubts, these things that are truly illusions that are stopping us from doing what we want to do, being who we want to be, putting ourselves in the places where we want to go, they're all so fleeting. They're all so fleeting. You know, I think about like even the conversation around money. It's like, yeah, you might make a bad investment, but guess what? You'll just make the money back. Guess what? You'll learn from it. Guess what? You'll pick yourself up again because that's what you do. That's who you are. And so don't let life pass you by because it is so precious and it is so valuable and it can be so freaking beautiful. And with that being said, (laughs) <laughs> I'm excited for you to hear this conversation with Samantha Daly. We had a similar conversation to this, more so from the realm of business and how you want to create a business that supports your life and to create something that is uniquely and authentically and genuinely you and the lessons that she learned after having a six-figure month and how she was really able to take time to integrate 
how she wants her business to look, how she wants her business to feel without getting caught up in the rat race of, oh my gosh, now I've hit a six-figure month and I have to do it again and I have to keep going and I have to keep reaching. And I feel like whether it's a six-figure month that you're reaching for or your first sale or your first five-figure month, this conversation is going to hit so hard. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, it's really a step back and a questioning of where have I not let myself enjoy what I've created? Where have I made myself reach for the next thing without actually celebrating the thing that I have now? And how can I be more present? How can I let my presence fulfill me more? And how can I then, through the changes that I make to my mindset and how I show up on a day-to-day basis, create a ripple effect into every single area of my life? (sighs) I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. Sam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. The intro, I didn't know that we were going to have, but apparently we needed. (laughs) And if you have never heard of Miss Samantha Daly, you are in for a true and complete treat. I greatly enjoyed this conversation. I feel like Sam is one of those just like soul family individuals where everything that she posts, the way that she holds herself, who she is, how she leads, her retreats that she creates, her mastermind that she just announced, like everything. I'm just like, yes, 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 you are just so epic. And so you guys are going to really love the conversation and I know you're going to take so much away from it because I took so much away from it. So everything is linked inside of the show notes for you. If you have any feedback or want to share anything that came up for you while we were recording this episode, feel free to send us a DM. My Instagram is at Ava Johanna. Sam's Instagram is at underscore Samantha Daily. And let me just say, because I'm looking at her Instagram right now, the aesthetic is just top tier, which is actually the name of her new mastermind. So funny. But anyways, I'm going to link everything for you in the show notes. Definitely go follow Sam. She is incredible. I was also on her podcast. Her podcast is so good. I love her podcast so very much. And I just think that you're going to enjoy the hell out of this conversation. So anyways, I love you all so much. Feel free to take a screenshot tag at Ava Johanna at underscore Samantha Daily if this episode resonates with you. Send me a DM as well too. Shoot me some love. I need all the love right now because I am deep in the waves of grief and just really, really valuing community so much. So enjoy this conversation. I love y'all. I'll see you on the other side. And without further ado, let's welcome Samantha Daly to The Alchemized Life. Samantha Daly, welcome to The Alchemized Life podcast. I am so excited for this episode. I feel like your podcast cover art has been in my recommended section for literally years. And I listen to your podcast too. It's always the podcast that I see on Apple podcasts or at the bottom of like, you know how it says like you would also like at the bottom of my podcast. So I feel like it's just a long time coming that you were meant to be on the podcast. So thank you so much for carving out the time. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. And I'm happy to know that the algorithm is working for me on the podcast platforms. That's really good news. Yeah, I know. It's funny how Because for me with podcasting, 
or at least finding new podcasts, I've always gone through like, what is one podcast I love? And let me scroll down and see the related podcasts. I feel like that's kind of always been my way, which is interesting because I don't really utilize like Instagram in that way where it's like, you would also like to follow these people. But for whatever reason, podcasting, it just like the algorithm works really well to align you with not only like overarching the podcasts that would be really, really aligned with where you're at. But I feel like also the episodes are exactly what I need to hear too. And recently, I think maybe even this week or last week, you released an episode all about like your inner critic and really starting to replace the habits that are necessarily, not necessarily positive, but maybe not even negative with, but by just releasing them. And that really spoke to me because I feel like especially in for people that are in the personal development space and business owners and entrepreneurs, it's always this like reaching for something more. And to just know that there's actually maybe just things that you need to release to help you get to your next level, to feel more positive, to receive more money, to attract that next level client, whatever it might be, it doesn't always equate to more. And I'm so curious how for you specifically in your journey as an entrepreneur that has really landed and maybe you can just give a little bit of a backstory of your entrepreneurial journey overall. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So many directions we could go here, but yeah, I love that idea of kind of just simplifying the journey to growth and evolution. Sometimes we're obsessed with, you know, what's the next thing I need to do or learn or implement, or, you know, what can I add to my morning routine? It's all about more, more, more. That's how we think we're going to get to those new levels of life, business, career, fulfillment, whatever it is. And the, the, the point of that episode was really understanding that sometimes it doesn't even have to be that complicated. Like you could simply start stripping some things away and letting go of things that aren't serving you or that are clouding your judgment or clouding your space. And that could be enough to start to catalyze an entire movement into your next level. And I think for me specifically in, in business, I think that piece of advice, I mean, it's relevant for, I think that episode was more talking about like mindset and just, you know, little things that you can take out of your day or of your life or of your conversations to help you feel happier and more fulfilled. But through the lens of business, I think that idea is also really, it's been important to me because without understanding that I would be in this constant rat race of trying to keep up with everyone around me and looking to the left and the right and seeing the massive growth and opportunity that exists within this space of online businesses, social media, content creation, coaching, whatever it is, there's so much growth and there's a boom that's happening and that can get really, really distracting if you're not careful. And so I think that idea for me has applied in business in terms of really staying in my own lane and remembering when it's important to put the blinders on and just be focused on what I need and what I desire and what I'm trying to create instead of looking at what anyone else is doing. It's really present for me right now because I just decided to take some time off of Instagram which I've literally never done. So it's been interesting. I've had Instagram since I was, you know, a freshman in high school, <laughs> it's like well over a decade. 
then although we didn't use it as incessantly back then, especially before it became part of like my business, I've never taken a conscious break from social media in general or from the app. And so it's been interesting. I'm just in a season of like letting go of things that I don't need and being really conscious of what can I limit and strip away to help facilitate the next level of my growth. Mm, I'm so curious what brought you to a point of deciding, like, I'm going to take a step back because, and I literally was just live on Instagram about this earlier today, talking about like the progress that we don't see or the progress that people don't see, like the things that are happening behind the scenes. And it sounds like in this moment, like you're going to be having a season of a lot of things happening behind the scenes and things that people aren't going to be able to see because you're not constantly updating on Instagram. So I'm curious how you got to that decision. Yeah, it was definitely, I think it's, it was a long time coming in the sense that, like I said, I'd never taken a conscious break from Instagram. And I think there's always been this conversation of, you know, taking breaks and whatever. I just never did it. I, I never felt I've luckily had a pretty good relationship with social media and the fact that I don't feel that it really damages my mental health too much. There was just never really like a reason for me to be like, oh, I can't be on here or I really need to get away. So I was fortunate in that respect, especially with as someone who uses social media every day, like for many hours for my job. But so it was a long time coming in that sense, but it was really just kind of like a snap decision also. And there was a couple of factors that led up to it. One was that I had a really huge month in March this year. It was like a big six figure month, a lot going on in business. And it really shifted some things for me internally about how I want to move forward in business and what I want to do next and what I'm bringing into creation. And I took the month of April off after that from, from selling or promoting anything, because I really wanted to be in this space of almost like integration and creation, because I had a new offer that was, you know, desiring to come through, but it ended up being a really busy month and I had a trip and parents visited and it was this whole big thing. And so I felt like I never really got the time. So then May rolls around and I'm like, I'm going to take another month off of selling or promoting. And it was just really interesting. Again, like stripping things away and seeing what it's like to not chase after the six figure month of like, and I need to do it again and again and mm -hmm. again, and really just kind of like challenging my nervous system in a way of like, that was awesome. Can we hold it and also return to center, like be really radical in what we know are the priorities right now and not make it mean anything. And so I had these two really interesting months of not promoting or selling and being deep in creation mode. And I felt like I would, I would just be able to get so much more done and go even deeper into this creative portal if I wasn't putting out five solid pieces of content every single week and being on stories all the time and answering DMs. Mm -hmm. And so it started with that idea of like, how amazing could this next thing be that I'm creating if I were to limit even further the distractions that are happening in my business right now? And so there was that. And then there was the full moon eclipse, like the end of eclipse season that was like this, you know, crescendo, uh, this full moon lunar yes, eclipse in, <laughs> in Scorpio that just 
rocked me to my core. And I was also, it was like the day before I was meant to get my period. And I was like, just in this, and it was Mercury retrograde, Pluto retrograde. Like there was so much going on and I was having so many emotions and I just had the weirdest, most frustrating day. And I just, I don't know, it all came together and I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm getting off of Instagram. I'm not going to go on it for a week. I'm just going to see what happens. And it was just like that. I just decided, and I just left. I didn't even say anything. I didn't even post or, you know, make a whole thing about like, this is why I just, <laughs> I just fucking ghosted. <laughs> Which I love that you did that because sometimes I'm like, it's okay. You don't need to let us know. It's fine. We'll be really excited once you're back and we'll be like, oh my gosh, I missed you so much, but you don't have to let us know all the time. <laughs> I know. I just, I was really like in, in a mood, you know, and yeah. I was just like, I'm Audi and, and we're just going to see what happens. And I've loved it. It's been, it's been exactly a week as we're recording this. And I'm like, Ooh, should I do another week? And now I'm kind of like worried. I'm like, this is addicting. I love it. I love not being on Instagram. So yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I have had moments throughout my life where it just didn't feel authentic or genuine for me to even be on Instagram, particularly navigating like heavy things in my relationship when I was kind of like in the process of deciding, do I want to stay with my ex-husband or not? And so for me showing up, it was like, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to work. I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to like be in my cocoon and feel what I need to feel because my prominent response in those situations is just push through. And that's not how I want to live my life. And so I just think that it's so cool that you're committing to it. And I'm excited to see what comes from it as well too, and what your offer is that you birth into the world. And I think what's really like epic, if I can think of a better word to describe it, what's really epic of you is that you had this big month and consciously chose to regulate your nervous system, to be okay with not having to sustain that and to actually experience duality in I'm going to take a month off and you know what, maybe I'll take another month off. I think that it's so easy to get caught up, especially like you said, when there's so many people doing huge things online, like the ways in which people are earning and receiving money is truly like blowing the lid off of what I think a majority of us ever thought possible. Like I remember when I hired my mentor Steph or right before I hired her, I told my boyfriend about Steph and I was like, this is how much she charges and this is how much money she's making. Like, I think she just had a million dollar month and he didn't believe it. He was like, and he was like, she has to do ads. Like I am like, I don't think she does a single ad. Like it's all organic. And so, so many people are like the paradigm of money is shifting. And for many people such as myself, it's like kind of discombobulating to know that you can earn that much money and quite e easily actually too. And I remember when I, I had a six figure month back in June of, of last year and got caught in that cycle of how do I reproduce this? How do I recreate this? How do I make it even bigger? And I just find it really interesting and I think it's a conversation that needs to be had more and more often because there's so much more happening behind the scenes than just what you see people post on Instagram. And so for me, like my business is kind of seasonal in a way where it 
like I have three big launches a year and then the other months I've got recurring income and other smaller things that I launch. But for the most part, like I've had to really get used to not having massive months every single month and not making that mean anything about me. And I think that's the challenge that a lot of people are facing today, especially as they start to get into that threshold of like 20, 30, 50, 100K months. Totally. And I have seen it. I've seen so much of it that I'm really grateful that, you know, when I started having really big months like that, I, I could kind of like have the foresight to know this is, this could become a problem if I get addicted to this and I make it mean something about me, or I need this to happen at this level every single month or else I can't be happy with myself. Like I knew for sure I didn't want that. And I think my business functions in a similar way to yours. Like there's going to be some really big peaks and then there's going to be some awesome monthly recurring revenue in between, but I'm not launching a new thing every single month and trying to explode, you know, the income levels and and beat myself every single time. I just, I don't want to be in that energy. And I knew that going in, as soon as I started to hit those high cash months, it's easy for it to become addicting. And there's so many conversations about how, you know, oh, you did it once, but not good enough. If you can't make it consistent, like there's actually narratives out there that are designed Mm -hmm. to make you feel shame or to make you feel like there's something that you're missing, or there's a big secret that you don't know about. If you can't do a hundred K or, you know, multi six figures every month, hand over fist, just like it's your natural pace. I think a big thing for me in business is understanding my pace and Mm. uh, knowing that just because other people are going faster, doesn't mean that I want to be on their ride. That's been huge. Like coming back to what we were just talking about of being able to let go of things and strip things away that, that aren't serving you. That's been one of the the biggest things for me is understanding my pace is different. My creative pace is different. I don't put out a new masterclass every single month because that's not my creative style. I don't work at that speed. I like to really pour into offers and build something incredible over several weeks or months and then have a really intentional, amazing launch of it. I don't do these like quick sprints of like just getting things out the door. And there's nothing wrong with, I admire people that can do that, but it's been a journey of understanding how I function and my creative capacity and my pace and the way I do things and letting all of it be okay. And I think taking those two months off was, it was a hard decision, but it was almost like a non-negotiable for me because I didn't want to get stuck in that trap. Yeah. I feel like also understanding yourself on an even deeper level is going to come over this break from social media too. Like, you know yourself now and having space away from like the echo chamber and all of the noise, no matter how good you are with compartmentalizing social media, stuff still leaks in. And so the time that you're spending away from Instagram, I feel like is just going to be like, chef's kiss and you becoming even more grounded and and confident in like what your way is, what your pace is, what your style is so that when you do come back, it's going to be like the the expression and the energy in which you come back is going to be magnetized in ways that like you probably can't even fathom at this point, which is really cool and really exciting. I'm curious 
as it relates to accepting, understanding, and finding your pace, was there like an apex moment for you where you had to learn this lesson? Or is this kind of just like something that's been built into your personality based off of your upbringing in your younger years? I think I can't think of like a specific moment where I was like, oh my gosh, if I keep functioning in this way, I'm going to burn out or this isn't sustainable or that I was doing something that was in contradiction to my pace that taught me what my pace truly was. I think it was really just the comparison of I was doing things in the way that I knew how and the way that felt natural to me. But I was also seeing that other people were working way faster and their output was just like insane compared to mine, right? And I think it was that comparison piece of like recognizing, oh, wow, this is like, this is making me question myself, my offers, my, you know, the, the setup or the structure of my business and having worked through a lot of comparison in other arenas in my life before with, you know, especially body image and things like that. I was able to recognize like, oh, I'm doing it again, but in a new way. Like I'm in the comparison trap of like, how does everybody else run their business and how do they put out their offers and how fast are they going? And I just kind of knew like comparison is the thief of joy. So I have to kill this. Hmm. How do you relate to mentorship? I'm curious, like your take on mentorship and how you like your relationship with mentors or coaches that you've had throughout the years, but also you as a mentor and as a coach with this knowing of the importance of like our own unique identity, our own unique way of doing things. I remember in the beginning when I like first started getting into mentorship and coaching, like hiring mentors and coaches, it was like, okay, I'm just going to do like exactly what they tell me to do. I trust them. They're more successful than me. They're where I want to be. And so I'm just going to listen to them. And while there was so much amazing advice that really did support my overall success, there were absolutely moments where I kind of lost my sense of self and what was what was mine versus what was theirs. And so I'm curious your take on that. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's so important to always maintain like your own sense of self and to have discernment with everything, right? There, There's not a mentor that's going to come along where I think it would be applicable or appropriate to say, you don't need to discern anymore, just follow and just listen. Like to me, that's kind of culty and weird, yes. right? So like- <laughs> There's always, there should always be an element of, does this feel true for me? Does this feel an integrity for me? Does this feel aligned with how I want to represent myself? Does this feel like a natural expression of who I am on the inside? Or does it feel like a role I'm trying to play? Really important questions that we get to ask ourselves with everything that our mentors are teaching us or even just emulating for us. And I think there's an interesting conversation in the industry and, and people, I don't know, maybe this is controversial. I don't know, but I like taking breaks from mentors. And I know a lot of people are really in love with the idea of, you know, long-term mentorship. And so am I, I love long-term mentorship. I've literally had the same two coaches for the majority of my, you know, life in business but I do like taking breaks and maybe that's a little bit controversial, but I think the breaks, what they allow me to do is to ensure that I'm still me and to have like a space 
where my ideas or my creativity or my voice and the way that I write things or share things is not being impacted or influenced or affected. Mm-hmm. Like to, to just have periods of time where it's like, it's just me. There's no one else here. There's no other voice. There's no other, you know, content creation style or way of speaking to the audience or way of uh, launching or doing things that I feel like I'm being affected by. I don't know, but I, I like to have breaks and I, I think it's helped me maintain that sense of who I am and, and brand identity and how I want to talk to people and how I want my content to come across. And even just being, feeling like what I'm creating is truly coming from me and my own uniqueness and not from, you know, I guess like a, a replica of what I'm seeing a mentor or someone do. For sure. I mean, I agree with you. I think the longest I've been in consistent mentorship for is maybe like 18 months to two years. But like by the end of that two year period, I craved that break. And my time with my mentor is coming up, I think in like two months, we've been working together for a year. And I'm excited for that break. I think that the conversation around always being with a mentor can kind of be dangerous for some people, especially if you're earlier on in your business and you don't necessarily even have the financial capacity to continue investing in mentorship and also can create shame around people deciding not to continue in mentorship for whatever reason. Like for me, my priority right now is growing my team. And I know that there is so much that I've learned through mentorship and all of the programs that my mentors have created that I've been able to be a part of and sit in. And like, I can't do all this implementation on my own. Like I need the support of an assistant. I need the support of a podcast manager. I need the support of, of a director of operations to help me like keep the boat afloat. And I'm in a position right now where it's like, I don't have the capacity to hire four new people on my team and spend tens of thousands of dollars on mentorship. And I'm okay with that because I know what my priorities are. And I think that the space that you take away from mentorship can also be a great opportunity for you to deepen your sense of of self-trust and to not rely on seeking an answer or support or guidance outside of yourself and from your mentor. And I don't think that everybody does that, but I see for myself specifically how over the past year, the way in which I've shown up in mentorship has been so different where it's not just like, oh, the moment I feel uncomfortable or the moment fear comes up or the moment I have a problem or the moment I need some sort of support, I instantly go into Voxer. I actually take a step back and ask myself, like, what is it? What would, what would I do? How do I want to handle this? What can, how can I sit with this first to process? Is this a problem that I actually want to make into a problem and breathe air into through conversation or ongoing conversation? And it's actually been really beautiful because my sense of self-trust and ability to figure things out has gone through the roof just from being a little bit more intentional with how I utilize mentorship. I think there's a big difference between needing support and desiring support. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what you're speaking to of like, when you first start out in business, you genuinely sort of need the support. (laughs) You need help. You need guidance. You need answers. You don't really know which way is up. And there's a lot of things that, that you need help with, but then you kind of evolve into this space where you don't need 
the support, but at some points throughout the journey, you might desire it. And that's when I think it's a, a beautiful time to get into a space with a mentor, whether it's, you know, short-term or long-term. I really like long-term containers because I like to feel relaxed in them. Mm -hmm. I don't like to feel like, oh my God, I have three months and I have to get the most out of this and fuck, fuck, fuck. Like I need to ask all the right things at the right moment or else it's going to be a waste. So I do like the longer containers, but it's coming from that space of desire rather than from need, like you said. And when you're desiring support and not needing it, you can hold yourself in those moments of like, I'm wondering how I should do this or what my next move is, or does this make sense? Or I've had this problem come up and how might I handle this? But then you have the mentor there on on the other side of you kind of making your own decision first and then just being able to have that as like a, a sounding board to get some feedback on what you've already sort of hashed out yourself. Mm-hmm, 100%. So I want to hear more about your programs and like all of the different creations that you've brought into this world, because I know you have master classes, you have group courses, you also have retreats. And I just feel like you have such a multidimensional business and I love it because it feels larger than Instagram. It feels larger than an online brand. Also, I love your sweatshirts so much. I like, I still need to order one because they're so freaking cute. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. I know sometimes I forget about the hoodies. They are so cute and they're really comfortable. So yeah, those were fun. Those were just like a fun little project that was cool to like bring into the world. Yeah. Like, well, I started my, I started my journey in coaching in sort of like the life and mindset space. And I was really into subconscious reprogramming and helping people change so many different facets of their life by changing their relationship to themselves and what was going on in their minds and in their bodies. And so my business really started as like a a wellness business. And that was something that I grew to the multi six figure level. And then I had lots of clients that had gone through these experiences with me. They had, a lot of them had done one of my signature programs at the time, which was called from burnt out to badass. And it was really this like foundational journey of coming back to yourself and figuring out what you actually want out of life and potentially discovering your purpose and clarifying your core values and getting a really squeaky clean mindset. And so there were a lot of clients that had gone through that process and realized that they they wanted to do something bigger, more important, more meaningful with their life. And they felt like that involved entrepreneurship in some way and building a personal brand or creating content online or starting a coaching business. And so I started to get people that we were meant to be doing mindset coaching, but (laughs) we've started kind of bleeding into the, the business coaching. And I found that I really loved those conversations and I was so lit up by helping other people create their own freedom lifestyles in that way. That was when I decided maybe it's time for me to pivot some of my offers and and kind of get into this, this business coaching space. And so I brought out one of my signature masterminds, which is for, you know, early coaches getting started on the journey and it's called abundant and ambitious. And it's like, everything that I wish that I had when I was first trying to figure out how to do this thing, like content, branding, scaling to six figures, offer suites, ideal client, like all the things that you just kind of need to get really organized about and sorted. And so that's how I first stepped into the business coaching space. And that became like one of my, still to this day, I love, love that container so much because it's, 
really, really transformational for people who are just starting out on the journey. And then there's so many other things in, in my world. I talk a lot about money and there's a lot of different like programs and offers and masterclasses that touch on the energetics of money, embodiment when it comes to wealth, so many things. I think that's been a huge part of my path. That was like one of the things that I was most fascinated by in my own personal growth journey was money mindset and, and that sort of thing. So there's some offers in there sprinkled in around like money and wealth. But yeah, that's sort of like a snapshot of of my kind of like offer suite style of coaching and, and how it all evolved. And you have the retreats as well too. Oh yeah, of course. I was stalking your Dominican Republican retreat when it was having when it was happening in December and it looked so beautiful. Yeah. Are there more so for 2023? Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna go back to the same villa. It's called the Dream Life Immersion Retreat. And I love this retreat. It's been really fun because it's not about business. And I kind of like that it's this like all encompassing, like transformational experience and anybody can go. And it was amazing that the one last year was the first one and we're doing it again in the same place at the end of this year in December again. And it's, I just, I realized in guiding that experience, how much, how important it is for me to actually be able to tangibly see the transformations that are happening for clients and, and people in my world. You know, I think as you continue to grow and scale a business, there's certain things, maybe you run paid ads or you have passive offers or, you know, the things that people buy and you never hear from them because it's a, you know, a self-study type thing and all that stuff is great. And it's helpful in terms of scalability. But I realized at the retreat how important it was for me to always have something, I think, in my business that allows me to touch and feel the experience of transformation with people, because that's what actually makes me happy. You know, I could have a passive offer that makes me millions of dollars, and I don't think that I would be happy if I didn't have at least one opportunity or container or something in my business that allowed me to really like get into the trenches with people and touch and feel and see and and bear witness to the transformation. 100%. I feel like when I first started the podcast, because that was before I got into coaching, I was like, you guys, please, please just send me a message because I just want to have a conversation with you. I'm doing this. Like, yes, I'm talking to people in like the actual interviews, but I'm just talking to a screen right now. And like, I want to talk to people. Like I, I started as a yoga teacher. I started in breathwork and meditation, like in the studios. And I think especially over the last three years with the pandemic and the world shutting down, like, were you in Miami the whole time or Miami's recent, right? Yeah. So I was actually in Spain and it was really gnarly because oh, wow. we were okay. like, yeah, we we're fully locked inside. Yeah. Yeah. I was in California and it was pretty much the same as Spain, except houses a little bit further apart from each other, I assume. But yeah, after that, it was just like the the craving for in-person came, came in so hard. And there really is something so special about being able to be with the people that, and especially with retreat experience, like I'm sure so many of the people, if not all of them, 
you have some sort of connection with from the online space, whether it's like a DM exchanged or them joining one of your programs to, so to actually be able to like give them a hug in person and then go through this, however week long or couple day long experience together is so magical. And I feel like for entrepreneurs, especially that have started out in like the online space and have never done anything in person, if you're feeling disconnected from your business or less excited or maybe even a little bit bored of your business, like adding in an in-person experience is such a beautiful way to like bring the heart back into your business. I'm doing a retreat in two weeks in Mexico and it's a part of my six month advanced practitioner training inside of AOB. And some of these people I've been connected with online for like three and a half years, four years, we've never met in person. And like, we are going to meet in person, spend a week together. And like, I could cry right now. I'm so excited to meet them. Like they've truly turned into family over the years. And I just feel like I, I completely agree with you. Like having something in person is just a non-negotiable because we are meant to be connected. And while yes, we can connect through the DMs or sending a voice message or FaceTiming or Zoom interviews or Zoom conversations like this, there's something very, very different about actually being together in person. Yeah. Yeah. There's no comparison. Like your soul just like lights up in those spaces. So I absolutely loved the experience and I'm excited to do it again. Yeah, 100%. Maybe I'll be there. <laughs> that would be so fun. Okay, so I want to ask you, I'm going to do like hard right turn right now. I saw slash heard that you went to Ultra Music Festival the other month. I am a big festival girl. I have been since I was like 17 years old and I was at Coachella and Stagecoach in April. And yes, I snuck in a pool party in between those two weekends. I love play. And I'm so curious because I think a lot of individuals, especially like on spiritual journeys, can sometimes shy away from the play and can sometimes turn their back on certain environments or experiences that maybe like for me in the past, I was a big party girl in my early twenties. And so when I first went on my spiritual journey, I was like, no more, cannot be around this stuff. And then I was like, wait, but this actually brings me so much joy. And so now I've been in this like really playful, balanced energy of like, I'm going to go to the festivals. I'm going to wear my cute festy outfits. I'm going to have the time of my life. I'm going to dance all weekend. I'm going to get blisters on my feet. And then on Monday, I'm going to show up and do an epic job at work and enjoy the hell out of my business. And I'm just so like curious from your perspective, like your take on play and balance and business and like doing the fun things and like letting yourself your inner child really have fun. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm not the, well, no, that's not fair. I was going to say, I'm not good at fun. I'm good at fun. I don't feel like I'm an expert in play. However, I like being a normal fucking person. Like I, I'm not going to be the one that like goes full spiritual where, you know, you like every conversation is deep breaths and holding each other's hearts and <laughs> there's no alcohol and it's all just like meditation and Zen and, and whatever. Don't come like, to Austin then. <laughs> like, it's just never going to be me. And I love all the spiritual stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, I like, that's the best way for me to say it is I like being a normal fucking person and I'm going to do normal shit 
Like I want to go to ultra music festival because I want to wear my cute outfit and I want to jump around and dance to good music. And I want to feel alive. I love to dance. That was like my, that was my thing growing up. I was a competitive dancer for a really long time. So I think that's probably my, that's my way to like release or unleash my inner child is any opportunity I get to dance. That's the only reason like I'll enjoy going to a wedding or going out to a club. I don't really go out to clubs that often anymore, but I had like a party girl phase as well. I like to have fun. I like to have a good time. I like to be a normal person, but anywhere where there's going to be good music and I can dance, like that's how really I'm going to connect best to my inner child. I like not needing to have too many rules. Again, what we're talking about before, like not making it mean anything. Like I went to ultra music festival. Does that make me not spiritual? I don't think so. Uh, If someone else thinks so, I guess that's their own paradigm that they want to live in, but it's not my story. It's not my rule. And I live better when I allow myself to have this sort of like fluidity and just let things be what they are without making them mean something. Yeah, I love it. And I feel like it's incredibly validating for the majority of people too, because I don't think that the, like you said, like holding your hands on each other's hearts, eye gazing, like the moment that you embrace. I mean, I live in Austin and I've been like trying to find my footing with community out here because there's so fucking much of that. And I'm like, I just, that's just not me at all. Like, don't you think that some of that is performative? Like I find it, I find it really hard to believe that all of those people, that that is their most genuine self a hundred percent of the time. Like I think- I think there's people that believe, like we were talking about, they've they've believed a story that they're not spiritual enough or they won't be taken seriously or whatever. They're not like enlightened enough or evolved enough in their path or their journey if they're not in that energy and in that character all mm-hmm. the time. And so yeah. they learn to to do that, to perform that role. I'm not into performing roles. I just like being me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 30 second hugs, I'm like, please stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? Some societal norms are there for a reason. Okay. people. Yeah. yeah. You know, I do think that at least from what I've seen, especially in Austin, you know, in LA, it was interesting because I felt like there was a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot of ingenuity, but not from like a super spiritual place. It was more so at least in the world that I was in, more so from a like, what can I get from you and like influencer and content creator type of spoken mirrors. In Austin, I feel like there's a lot of people that are finding spirituality for the first time, really starting to know themselves and explore all of these different realms. And I think they get carried away with excitement and like actually don't have that strong sense of self. So like you said, and like to your point, are like, oh, okay, well, this is what I see spirituality being modeled as, so I'm going to be that. And I think that, well, I hope that, but what I've seen with a lot of people that do go kind of like the pendulum swing so far that way is that they start to find balance and start to find their identity somewhere in the middle, which is, I think, just what we all do, right? I, I, For myself, maybe I didn't have that necessarily in spirituality, but in business for sure. Like there have been times, like when I first learned about 
masculine and feminine energetics in business. I was like, feminine energetics, let's fucking go and went like so far into it. And after about six months, I was like, this isn't totally me. This isn't totally me to be talking about the orgasm that I just had on my Instagram stories. Like, I don't actually, you don't need to know that. <laughs> oh my God. That's so real. I literally just last night in the shower, I had this idea of something, maybe a masterclass, I don't know, called like the return to the masculine, because mm -hmm. I feel like so many of us went so hard, went into like feminine energy. And I posted a reel about this not that long ago. I was like, feminine this, feminine that, feminine, feminine, feminine. And then it was kind of like, I get it, but also like you need the masculine. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like I have a lot of friends and a lot of people in the space where we're just sort of, maybe it's like a collective energy thing, but I feel like there is kind of a return to the masculine that's happening right now. Yeah where we're kind of reclaiming those parts of ourselves that were really valuable that maybe we deemed bad because they were kind of hustly and we were like oh no hustle culture not the way it's not it's not the narrative right now i need to get out of it but reclaiming some of those things that were like no like that was that was really good for me i was really productive when i was doing that or whatever it is mhm mm for sure i think also to the point of your your mastermind having all of those tools for the person that is just starting out, like you can't just go balls to the wall in feminine energy at the very beginning of your business. Like you won't have the structure, you won't have the foundation, you won't have the consistency and just like the discipline to actually sit down. Like that's the masculine, like you do need that. And I feel like a lot of people that are just starting out can go and see like the feminine energy being marketed online and be like, oh wait, I can just sit around and like pleasure myself all day. It's like, well, yeah, you could do that, but I don't know if you're going to build a business that way. Like you still need to build the business in order to create those opportunities for yourself. Yeah. I mean, even just coming back to the idea of discernment, I feel like that's yeah. what, what I see lacking a lot of times. It could be the feminine energy thing, or it could be anything else. I think there's a lot of people that are they're watching these people that are inspirational to them in some capacity, and they're not taking the time to really discern and think about, is this applicable to me right now with where I am in business and my priorities and what I need? They're just going, oh, they have everything that I want. And they're talking about, you know, self-pleasure to make more money. But it's like, maybe what you need is to actually build the foundation of an actual business before or in addition to integrating that practice. Like I, I see a lot of people that are taking business advice from people who are at a totally different phase and stage of business than them. And they're just, you know, putting it on top of themselves, like sticking it to themselves and going, oh, well, I can do that. They don't do sales calls. Oh, I'm not going to do sales calls. It's like, mm, well, your day one, you should probably get on the phone with someone. Yeah, for sure. And I think what can happen from there too is that a lot of people then won't get the success or like see it as quickly as they had hoped for. And then they decide that that means something about them. And they're like, well, maybe this isn't meant for me. Meanwhile, they could have like the most beautiful vision inside of their heart and truly be meant to scale a business to eight figures, nine figures. And yet, because they didn't have the discernment in the beginning, they 
put something on, didn't work, and decided it meant something about them and that they weren't meant for it. And I feel like that's what breaks my heart the most. Because I remember when I first started my business, I bought this course that was all about like webinars and having a 10K webinar or something like that. And I did everything to a T, no discernment at all. And I did not have a good launch. I don't know if anyone signed up for the thing that I created. I don't even remember what it was. And instantly I was like, maybe I'm not meant to be successful. And I think that happens so often in the coaching space. And I hope that for anybody listening, just like one of the themes of this conversation truly is like just to have discernment about what you're consuming and the advice that you're getting and what you're seeing out there, because we do truly all have our own pace, our own flow, our own timelines. And while you may not from the beginning know exactly what those are, if you can trust that like what you're experiencing inside of you, either like exciting you towards trying something new or maybe contracting you and feeling like that's not the right way to just learn how to trust yourself. Like I, Sam, I feel like you have such a strong level of, of self-trust and I just like admire you for that and respect you for that. Thank you. Yeah. It's been really beautiful to like see that reflected back to me because I don't think I really appreciated that or even realized how strong my sense of self was until I had other people being like, wow, like, how did you do that? Or how did you stay so like, you know, true to who you are or know what you needed and say no to that thing or, you know, not copy that person or not do what that mentor told you to do. But I, I do like to say now, like self-trust is my main business strategy. Mm -hmm. It always has been like, there's, for me, there's just no other way. It, it doesn't make sense without yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. So you're off Instagram for the time being but people can still follow you obviously there. You have your podcast, the Makeshift Happen podcast, which I don't know why I didn't like put two and two together at first, but when I was listening the other day, I was like, oh, I get it now. Yes. <laughs> you got it. It's a make shit happen for anyone yeah. else who's listening. Like, what does she mean? Yeah. I'm like, gosh, sometimes I'm just super smart and other times things just fly right over my head. So your podcast, I assume you'll continue with your podcast over this Instagram break and people can tune into your podcast and listen to you there. Yeah. The podcast is always going out. It's almost three years now, every single week, never missed an episode, nice. no breaks, no seasons off. We're just making shit happen over there. So yeah, you guys can find the podcast anywhere you get podcasts. It's called Makeshift Happen with Samantha Daly. It is undergoing a gorgeous rebrand, which will be coming out soon as we hit our million download mark, which is very exciting. So exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the podcast is like, it's my baby. It's one of my favorite things that I do in business. I'm sure you can relate. You've had your podcast for a while and it's like one of my long-term strategies and part of the five to 10 year plan. And I love creating content over there and we're always trying to make it better. So there's that. I will be back on Instagram quite soon. So if you guys want to go follow me over there, it's at underscore Samantha Daily. Amazing. And quick question for you, because you mentioned this the other day when we recorded for your podcast, you said that you are moving into a studio. Are you going to start recording your podcast in person and doing interviews in person? Is that the vibe? No, 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 no. I wish. I wish. Uh, it's definitely part of the vision. I would love to like get an in-person space and have people like come out and, and do the in-person interviews. We're going to start recording the okay. episodes. I'm not going to go into a studio just yet, but we're going to start playing with actually doing video with the podcast. 
Cool. Nice. I'm so excited for that to happen. I feel like that's just like the next level of podcasting for me personally, every single afternoon when I'm done for the day, I will put up usually reality TV podcasts, like the vile files or something like that up on my like TV. Cause I'll, I have YouTube, I have a smart TV and I'll put that up and I love it. I've been loving the hell out of it. It's like my favorite thing now. And I feel like this is how I'm connecting back to podcasts because I took a little bit of a break from me as a listener listening to podcasts. And now I'm just like the video, just watching it is just so much fun. So I'm so excited for this next iteration of your podcast and everything that you're doing. Is there anything else coming out that we should be on the lookout at, look out for? There's a new mastermind that's coming for established coaches. So it's higher level. I'm not going to reveal the name just yet, but it's what I've been in deep creation over the past couple of months and it'll be out in June. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for it. It's just a whole new energy and vibe and it includes an in-person immersion weekend, which again, as we talked about, like the love for just doing things in person and being able to meet people. I'm really excited to bring people here to South Florida and like have an amazing time together and do an immersive weekend. So that's going to be part of the experience. So cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. So everyone that's listening, please go follow Samantha, go listen to the podcast look at her website. Also your website's beautiful. I forgot to tell you that like your website is Thank gorgeous. You. And I just, am like I said, I admire you so much and respect all the things that you're doing. So I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of the alchemized life as always all of the things that we mentioned inside of the episode you can find inside of the show notes including links to our upcoming programs like the academy of breath our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program and breathwork our six-week personal practice course both of those can be found at academyofbreath.org. And if you're interested in any of my upcoming business coaching programs like Proximity, my 12-month membership, which is essentially an all-access pass into every program, every course, and hot seat community coaching calls once a month, you can find that at avajohanna.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world if you share it with a friend or tag us on your social media. Make sure to tag me at I am Ava Johanna. And if you've been listening to the show every Tuesday, it would be so appreciated if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give the show a follow on Spotify. I truly am so grateful for all of your support and this amazing community that we've built since 2018. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week for another show.